Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, (laughs) running, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it finally occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path Podcast. Today, I'm chatting about a post that's called Everybody Eats. And if that sort of ignites a little tune in your brain that makes you think back to Sesame Street, um, you're right on point. So this was shared in August of 2021, Everybody Eats. Any chance someone else in the world remembers this song from Sesame Street? It has a catchy tune, and it's a quick video showing people of all ages and animals of all origins eating. Hard to know what the intention was when they created this, but my sense is that it had something to do with common humanity, I don't know, and recognizing that this is something all of us do. But when you're a young mother, as I was of a child who did not eat, and in fact, was to feeding my second child, who was born unable to sustain his own life. It felt like me and my children were anything but part of common humanity. Here we are. This is so often played out so many times. Here we are passively watching something as innocent as public television. And still we find a way to feel ostracized and singled out as not fitting here either. If we're lucky enough to be born with bodies that function as we expect them to, and as we believe they should, we have also inherited the luxury of belonging. We may even feel entitled to the parts of life that we expect to be on the horizon of choices of how we will spend our time. But when we aren't so lucky, we are forced to reckon with our own humility. When we are different, aka not perfect, which by the way applies to each and every one of us, there is a loneliness that sucks all the air out of the room. Some differences are easier to mask than others. For me, this little video struck a vulnerable chord in me as I sat in my living room, barricaded from even fitting in with the folks on Sesame Street, which is not easy to do. If they'd added just one person to that clip, 
that had a feeding tube, I don't think it would have hurt me so deeply. If you're one of those people that gets annoyed when special needs conditions or differences cross over into mainstream media, consider yourself at an advantage. That if you can separate yourself from that club, because those of us in it have no choice, and we are reminded more often than not that we are outsiders. Inclusion is not about choice. It's about being open to all of humanity, not just the places where we ourselves belong. And if we want to be accepted, we need to extend our patience and non-judgment for others so that it can be extended to us. Over the years, Sesame Street and some of the other PBS shows have done a superior job at recognizing the importance of integration and providing ways for us to see ourselves and others and for our children to do the same. Next time you see a wheelchair user in a TV show or advertisement, try to resist the feeling of, seriously, does everything have to be about being politically correct? And exhale to this one. Damn, I need to count my blessings and be grateful that I've been spared the experience of being different. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path Podcast. Yeah, this is a painful memory because heaven only knows what had happened, you know, earlier that day that we were even sitting near a TV because we didn't do that all that often. <laughs> and then um, whatever, we were already feeling ostracized uh, from, whether it was a school thing or whether we had a meltdown at the gym and had to run out or maybe socked a shopper at the grocery store who didn't see it coming. Um, yeah, it could be anything that I would feel like we couldn't belong anywhere because we always had some real, um, something <laughs> important and urgent going on at the same time. So I don't know what led us to that moment, but I, I do want to actually just send high uh, praise and gratitude because Sesame Street really did over the years start to include, um, you know, just differences across the board, health differences, racial differences, sexual orientation differences, just raising the social consciousness. If, if, if all the adults could even just get the level of humanity that we learn when we're watching Sesame Street and we're like five years old, I just think the world would be a better place. So maybe that should be, uh, maybe that should be required viewing. So bringing this to grief, it's just another, you know, example of how we can feel alienated from others because maybe our healing path is staying so busy that we can't feel anything. And maybe that's where we are right now. And we see someone else, you know, maybe doing something that shows, you know, reflects more of an ability to integrate the loss before you do. But we don't want to um, allow ourselves to feel ostracized in that way because grief is, it's just so unique. And it's not true. It, this is so important. It is not true. And I, I rarely cry during these podcasts, but I feel very teary right now. There is, we are not 
It is not true that we don't belong. What is true is that in our culture, grief is shameful, it is quiet, it is hidden, it is not to be discussed, and it is not to be revealed. So we don't know how to go about doing that. So we are not alone because every single person that becomes a human, and that includes most of you who are listening right now, (laughs) um, little comic relief there, every single person is going to know grief in their lifetime. And it will come in different ways. And I pray to God it doesn't come in the form of those losses that I've experienced because losing a child is is really uh, it has challenged me beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. But I am not. I am no longer willing to feel that I'm different or other or that I'm too much, you know, for people or that. People are scared that, you know, my two children died and so that's going to happen to them. I mean, these are things that are very real, not now, but years ago. Um, I'm not, I used to just feel like I didn't belong. And now what I feel is we will all grieve if you haven't had to do it yet. Good for you. And I mean that sincerely, but I am rejecting the category of not belonging because I absolutely belong. And in fact, the more of us that talk about our grief and our loss, um, the quicker we will all realize how much we actually really share in common. So thank you for joining this episode. And until next time, let's do our best to stay grateful, to to stay present. I told you I was a little teary and to stay healing, of course. And as always, I thank you so much for listening.